Live from the College of Communication, Arts, and Sciences at Michigan State University, it is now time to go beyond the X's and the O's with WKAR's Current Sports. You want to go after an athlete? One of my athletes? Come after me! I'm a man! I'm 40! My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a star and save a life, crashing, that's the result you're going to get. Yes, did I express to them I was mad? I was furious. Just furious. I know my wife will at least shot fake one time. We're talking about practice, not a game. And I told our players, you need to be more like a dog. We don't need a bunch of cats in here. Looking in the mirror. Do I look good? I got my extra bands on. I got my other shoes on. Be a dog. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cat. Here's your host, L. Martin. people welcome to this tuesday edition of wkar's current sports i am your host al martin and i am coming to you on what is july 20th 2021 how are you guys doing out there it is an absolutely beautiful one here in mid-michigan temperatures getting up to 85 degrees here in the greater lansing area not a cloud in sight no rain in sight. That's quite all right. So, oh boy, a few things I want to touch upon on today's current sports. Well, the Olympics are coming in just a matter of days. But COVID-19 continues to pose many problems. COVID-19 continues to hold out Olympic athletes, it continues to cancel the Olympic dreams of certain athletes, and I tell you what, there were, well, there is, I should say, some interesting discussion happening right now centered around the Olympics because the powers that be are not ruling out a possible late cancellation of the Olympic Games due to the rising numbers of COVID-19. It's becoming that bad, folks. Yeah, the Delta variant is just wreaking havoc right now when it comes to the Tokyo Olympics. So coronavirus cases right now are clouding the Tokyo Games. I want to give you guys an update on that story, and, and I'll have further thoughts on that. Also, tonight is a big night. It's a a very nerve-wracking night for Phoenix Suns fans out there because Game 6 of the NBA Finals between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns will take place. And Phoenix, which at one point in this series had a 2-0 series lead. Phoenix, a team that looked like they had a stranglehold on this series and it was all but written that they would be the 2021 NBA champions. Well, 
why you play the game, right? That's why sports are sports, folks. You never know. They can be so unpredictable. And right now, the Milwaukee Bucks are on a three-game win streak, meaning that they now have a 3-2 to two series lead in the NBA Finals, and they have an opportunity to close things out in Milwaukee tonight. Will that happen? You'll get my thoughts and predictions on that. And I want to talk about the surging Detroit Tigers. You know, I mentioned on yesterday's Current Sports how I would be touching upon what is going right for the old English D because they entered this series against the Texas Rangers riding a three-game win streak. And on yesterday's Current Sports, I said, well, I'm going to touch on this on Tuesday's show. I really hope I'm not talking about a losing streak building for the Tigers based on what would have happened last night. Well, no, they continued to trend upward and they look pretty good right now. Now, again, baseball is a very, 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 very long season. And, you know, I don't want to start flipping my wig, but I must say the recent baseball that the Detroit Tigers are playing right now, it has been very impressive. So how, why, what has happened recently? I'm going to dive into that as well. I'm going to do all of that while inviting you all, beautiful people, to be a part of the hour, multiple ways in which you can do so. You can pick up that phone and dial 517-355-WKAR, 517-355-9527. Call that number. Leave us a voicemail at that number. You can head over to Facebook.com slash WKAR News. Leave us a comment anywhere there on our Facebook page. And you can also tweet us. You can tweet me directly at Al Martin WKAR or tweet the show at WKAR News. If you comment or call, you will be a part of the show. All right. But without further ado, you know what's next. Here are your current sports Quick hit headliners again for this July 20th. I want to start here, folks, some Okemos High School football news as it has been announced that Brad Lilly will serve as the interim coach for the Okemos football program this fall. Lilly steps in as coach in replace of Mike Crum, who stepped down last week after receiving a promotion with the Michigan State Police. Lilly has worked in a variety of roles with the Okemos football program for several years. Athletic Director Brian Fuller said Lilly will lead the team until a full search has been completed for a new coach following the season. So Brad Lilly isn't coming in and stepping in permanently as the head coach of Okemos football. But you never know. You never know. I mean, if they have like this dream season and they go all the way and win a state championship, um, I think you want to reevaluate that, but we'll see. Now, the official start of high school football practice is slated for August 9th. Okemos will be looking to rebound from an 0-7 mark during the shortened 2020 season. So 
Uh, again, if they win a state championship this upcoming year, it would be a crazy, crazy turnaround after uh, going 0-4 last season. All right, the Detroit Tigers swung their way to a 14-0 victory. Yeah, 14 to nothing, folks, over the Texas Rangers in Monday's series opener at Copa. Behind Miguel Cabrera's three-run double in the fifth and two-run single in the sixth. I mean, that is just, that's crazy. I, I haven't read a headline like that. You know, concerning a, a, a Tiger shutout victory that, that reached in the double-digit category of runs. And, and, and reading a headline, in addition to that, the same headline talking about how great Miguel Cabrera played. What in the world? This is crazy. It really is. So the 38-year-old Miggy finished two for four with five ribbies. The Tigers, 35 and 27 since May 8th, are on a four-game win streak. They scored their 14 runs on 19 hits and six walks last night. Each player in the starting lineup recorded a hit with multi-hit performances from seven players. Miggy, Akil Badu, who went two for five with four ribbies. Jonathan Schroep, who went two for five with two RBIs. Uh, Robbie Grossman, two for four. Harold Castro, two for three. Isaac Paredes, three for three, and Victor Reyes, four for five. Wow. The Detroit Tigers are rolling right now, playing some great baseball. And as I noted in just a moment, I'm going to talk about uh, what is turned around for this squad. So uh, game two of this four-game set against the Rangers tonight at 7, 10 p.m. Again, all games at Comerica Park. And speaking of the Tigers, the Detroit Tigers signed their number 32nd overall draft pick as Texas right-handed pitcher Ty Madden has been signed to the Tigers for $2.5 million at the tender age of 21 years old. The total is above the 2.2 slot value for the 32nd overall pick. The Tigers drafted him in competitive balance round A of the 2021 MLB draft. They picked Oklahoma City here to Chal High School righty Jackson Job with the third overall pick. So we'll see what his contract is uh, is looking like because I don't believe that um, Jackson has signed a contract just yet. So, yeah, I'm looking here, and I don't see anything. I should have checked that before I started reading these, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, they have not They have not signed uh, Jackson Job to a contract just yet. So if Ty Mattins was 2.5, and he's the 32nd overall pick, you can just imagine what, uh, what Job will be making. Okay, as I mentioned, COVID-19 is wreaking a ton of havoc out in Tokyo for the Olympic Games. You know, I've been touching upon this now for about three weeks. And the chief of the Tokyo 2020 organizing committee today did not rule out a last-minute cancellation of the Olympics. As more athletes have tested positive for COVID and major sponsors ditched plans to attend Friday's opening ceremony. Asked at a news conference whether the global sporting showpiece might still be canceled, Toshiro Muto, 
said that he would keep an eye on infection numbers and would meet with organizers if necessary. Quote, we can't predict what will happen with the number of coronavirus cases, so we will continue discussions if there is a spike in cases. That's what Muto said. Now, there have been 67 cases of COVID-19 infections in Japan among those accredited for the games since the beginning of this month, July 1st. When many athletes and officials started arriving, organizers noted that on Tuesday. So, yeah, this is getting very interesting by the day as COVID cases continue to rise. Uh, More thoughts on that story later on this hour. And I want to ask you all, I mean, how comfortable do you feel watching this year's summer games, knowing that COVID is on the rise yet again, knowing that many more athletes could be pulled out. Some of your favorite athletes, I just hope it doesn't touch Simone Biles, right? That's who I I really want to see. Um, And knowing that there will be no spectators in the stands. You know, how, how enthusiastic are you about watching the summer games this year? Or do you believe the games should be canceled or postponed for yet another year? Please weigh in. 517-355-WKAR. 517-355-9527. Go to Facebook.com slash WKAR News. And you, again, you can tweet us. Tweet me directly at Al Martin. WKAR or tweet the show, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, at WKAR News. All right, and again, speaking of athletes who have decided to, uh, well, who have been forced to pull out of the Olympic Games due to COVID, Team USA, the United States men's national basketball team, guard Zach Levine was put into health and safety protocols on Monday and didn't travel with the rest of the team on its flight to Tokyo for the Olympics. That's right. USA Basketball said in a statement that it hoped Levine would be able to join the team in Japan later this week, but he is the third player to be affected in the past week as Bradley Bill had to leave the team because of the protocols and Jeremy Grant was in contact tracing quarantine for four days. And check this, the team travels with currently just eight players. So, yeah. Not great. Not great, folks. And more Olympic news. Becca Myers, who is a six-time Paralympic medalist with three golds from the 2016 Rio Games, Well, she was expected to compete for up to four medals in Tokyo. Instead, she's not going. That's right. Uh, Becca Myers, who was 26 years old, who is also deaf and blind. Yeah, Becca is a swimmer. She was told she could not bring her mother and personal care assistant, Maria Myers, to help her navigate Tokyo and the Olympic facilities. Myers informed Team USA that she was quitting the team. Uh, She told the Washington Post in a story published yesterday that she made the decision in part to affect change, saying, quote, I would love to go to Tokyo. Swimming has given me my identity as a person. I've always been Becca, the swimmer girl. I haven't taken this lightly. This has been very difficult for me, but I need to say something to affect change because this can't go on any longer. So those COVID protocols have forced 
Paralympic swimmer Becca Myers, who again is deaf and blind, to pull out of the Olympics, and that's understandable, right? I mean, when you're when you're deaf and blind, you know, you you would think that you want your, your personal care assistant there, right? Somebody that you're really close to that can help you navigate being in a foreign country for goodness sake so i i don't understand that at all um i do understand becca withdrawing i i I, yeah that that makes total sense to me okay and air in rogers news that's right a a ron you know he is dominating headlines in the nfl because we just don't know where he's going. You know, I watched the match in which NFL ballers, Tom Brady, the GOAT, A.A. Ron himself, they teamed up with Bryson DeChambeau and Phil Mickelson to play in uh, in the match, right? Where, they, where you have these, uh, you know, you have football players or other celebrities teaming up with professional golfers competing and raising money for charity. And that was the latest version. And, you know, it's so funny because Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are always talking crap to one another. And, and, and Tom Brady had some really good digs. And uh, they actually phoned in Rob Gronkowski. I don't know if you guys saw this, but they phoned in Rob Gronkowski during the golf round. And they're just talking, you know, talking jive like like guys do, right? And, uh, you know, they, they all have these earpieces in. And uh, Tom Brady says, yeah, I'm here with Aaron Rodgers, you know, uh, the the quarterback of the, well, I think the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> oh, man. And they and they kind of pressed him, too, when he was riding his golf cart. You know, the guys in the studio, like like Charles Barkley and Larry Fitzgerald, they were they were asking, OK, hey, what are you doing, Aaron? Are, are you going to be the quarterback? of the Green Bay Packers next season. And Aaron just said, oh, we'll see. We'll see. So this is the latest news. And this comes from a very credible, probably the most credible source that you can get out of the NFL camp. You know, it's kind of like Adrian Wojnarowski. You know, his word is solid, solid when it comes to NBA news. And Adam Schefter is that guy when it comes to the NFL. So ESPN.com's Adam Schefter, he has reported that the Packers offered Rodgers a two-year contract extension this offseason that would have tied him to Green Bay for five more seasons and made him the highest-paid player in the league, folks. Well, according to Adam Schefter's sources, Aaron turned down the offer. Yeah. And as Schefter put it, that's proof that Rodgers' stance is, quote, not about the money. It ain't about the money with Aaron. He's just fed up with green, being in Green Bay, I believe, and, and he's ready to book it. Because if becoming the highest paid player in the NFL did not woo him to stay in Wisconsin, then nothing will. All right? So since the extension would have tacked onto his current deal, the two additional years would have had to been worth in excess of $45 million annually to make Rodgers the highest paid NFL player. But he said, uh-uh, according to Adam Schefter, he said, uh-uh, I'm good. I want to go somewhere else. At least that's what I'm reading. I'm reading the tea leaves here. So, I don't know. 
We'll see where where, where A.A. Ron goes. But uh, it's not looking good for you Packers fans out there. Okay, folks. And, and also, you know, I gave a big shout-out on yesterday's Current Sports to Naomi Osaka. I talked about the, the latest edition of the Sports Illustrated's famed swimsuit edition, right? And, you know, I mentioned uh, how Naomi Osaka is on the cover of, uh, you know, she's on one of three covers of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. And she actually becomes, which this blew my mind, that that it, it is taking this long, long overdue. But she becomes the first black female athlete to die on the cover of Sports Illustrated's swimsuit issue. So there's some there's some history being made there. All right. So congratulations to Naomi Osaka once again. All right, folks, let's hit our first break. When we come back, I want to talk about the surging Detroit Tigers. What is going right with this team? And I want to dive into the NBA finals as tonight. Game six, big, big game. The Phoenix Suns taking on the Milwaukee Bucks. In Milwaukee, the Suns must win or this thing is over. If they do win, of course, they push it to the two greatest words in all of sports. Game 7. That and more. You are listening to the Tuesday edition of WKAR's Current Sports. Back to WKAR's Current Sports. I am your host, Al Martin, and the Detroit Tigers are on a four-game win streak. Man, um, I didn't see this coming. You know, right now, the Detroit Tigers are undefeated in the second half of the season. And, I, you know, I, I can't really put a finger on one particular reason as to why the Tigers are playing this good right now because again as I as I have stated throughout this year especially prior to the beginning of this season I have stated that the Detroit Tigers were going to be absolute trash now before I dive into what is going right with this team I do want to say that a an MLB year is very, very long. And yes, they are playing great baseball right now. But as we all know, that when it comes to the MLB and the long season that is Major League Baseball, success can be very fragile. And, they, and you can be up one day, and then in the blink of an eye, you are down and you're on a losing streak again. So I, so I say that to say right now, Right this moment, the Detroit Tigers are playing pretty darn good. And they had a big, big night last night. 14 to nothing. 14 to nothing, folks. Now, again, you know, they're playing the Texas Rangers. Uh, the Texas Rangers, they, they certainly 
they certainly aren't world beaters. I mean, they are, you know, 35 and, and 59. Uh, you know, they're they're in the basement of the league. But still, I mean, when you talk about the Detroit Tigers, I mean, we, we thought that they would be in the same category. But, you know, uh, right now they are they are surging up. Look, just look at the numbers. And these numbers have been broken down by the Detroit News, uh, specifically by Chris Mikowski. 14 runs. That's the most by the Tigers since 2020. Seven. Most runs scored in an inning, the sixth last night, since 2017. Nine. Nine straight batters reached with either a hit, a walk, hit by pitch um, in the sixth. That hasn't happened since 2001. Miguel Cabrera, 2,930 and 2,931 career hits reached by Miggy yesterday, passing Rogers Hornsby on the all-time list. Shout out to Miggy. He has had quite the career, even though recently he has not been playing well. But man, he has, uh, in recent years, I should say, he hasn't played well. In this recent stretch of baseball, though, he has been great. Zero runs scored by the Rangers in their last three games. That's the first time in franchise history they've been shut out in three straight games. That has never occurred before in Texas Rangers history. And they are on a six-game losing streak. And since May 8th, the Tigers are 35-27. and Four-game win streak. Wow. Wow. And also, four shutout innings from Tigers starter Casey Mize yesterday. That's before he was taken out the game. Uh, something that he uh, he understands, but he but he absolutely hates. I you know <laughs> this whole pitch count when it comes to baseball. Um, I, I have a gripe with it. You know, if a guy is hot and he's in a zone and he's getting guys out. Why take him out the game? It's it's ridiculous to me. But that that's new age baseball, folks. Uh, Casey Mai said afterwards, "quote I'm on board with it, but just as a competitor, I want to pitch as many innings as I can." So, yeah, Mai's was great though. In, in his four innings, he allowed just one single and struck out two. Um, you know, he raced through 13 hitters in 54 pitches and uh, left with a two to nothing lead for the Tigers. So uh, the reason why they pulled him so early is that they're, they're hoping that he can be in the rotation uh, through the end of the season and, and not have to be fully shut down. So, again, that's that's pitch count in today's baseball. But, man, you know, right now this Tigers team is starting to believe in itself a little bit. You know, I heard that a lot because I tuned into the, the postgame press conference a bit last night, and this Tigers team – it starts all mental. You know, when you are and have been such a bad team for so long, if you don't believe in your mind that you are a much better team than than you are currently putting out game after game, if you don't truly believe that, if you and your teammates don't truly believe that, then you, you've already lost. There is absolutely no shot. And what I kept hearing 
during that press conference last night is that these dudes believe in each other and they truly believe that they are a solid baseball team. And when you know that, it's just about, okay, working hard and tapping into the potential that you believe you already have on the squad. So mentally, right now, when I listen to the Tigers take that podium and talk about their approach to the game, they are talking in a winning way. And I love that. And then there's Miguel Cabrera. You know, when you got a veteran like him, again, he, he's knocking on the on the age of 40 now, and Miggy has not, let's be real here, Miggy has not been a factor. He has not been in the conversation of, of great ball players in some years now. He has been on the decline. And, and I have had many of you out there call here on Current Sports and have, you know, very valid takes about Miguel Cabrera no longer having it and Miguel Cabrera not looking like he 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 wants to be that player again questioning his work ethic and looking like he's just going out there and just collecting the check every single game and I get that and and, 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 and you you guys have made made me look at that and, and I can't really argue otherwise at least when looking at his play in recent years but I tell you what, in this recent stretch of baseball, he has played well. I don't know. He, he's tapping into something, man. And it and it's working. You know, last night, Miggy and Rookie, Akil Badu, did the big damage. With five and four runs batted in, respectively. Badu got it started with a two-run home run to right field in the third. And that's before the Tigers... Um, Blew the game wide open with 11 runs over the fifth and sixth innings. The fourth run, fifth, was highlighted by Cabrera's three-run double. Four-run fifth, folks. Miggy leading the way there. It was his 2,000th, as I mentioned, 2,930th career hit. And very nearly his uh, his first triple since like 2016. So, uh, and then from there, he added a two-run single in the sixth. You know, he's given so much to this team over the years, and, and we have, have been, again, just sitting here on the show just debating, okay, when will Miggy ever have it again? And I have just been resigned to the thought in recent years, man, that we'll never see that. And I, I still, I still believe that. We'll never see that Miggy, the triple crown Miggy, again. But this gives me hope that we can see some flashes of that same player from time to time. So, I don't know, man. But, you know, I, I really like a, a kill Badu. He has been refreshing, hasn't he? You know, he had a homer, a single, a walk in his last 13 games. He's 17 for 56, batting 303. His walk... Helped set the table for Miggy in the fifth. He fell behind 0-2, looking bad on back-to-back changeups, but he stayed in that bat, took a couple of close pitches, and you know he he worked a walk. So, yeah, you know th- this Tigers team is a uh, is a fun one to watch right now. 
But again, I, I just I beg of you, keep it in perspective. Good baseball right now, but keep it in perspective. Still a lot of baseball left to play, and they are playing the Texas Rangers. All right? But for me, the biggest change that I have seen with this team in, in comparison to, to recent years is mentally this team really believes in itself. And I, I know that may sound corny. That may sound cliche. You have to believe before you can do it. Well, it, it's true, though. Because when I've, I've listened to, to this team, you know, last season, the season before, and just listen to them talk, it's just like they just don't have any confidence. They're confused. They have no sense of direction. Do they, do they even trust each other? I'm seeing a bit of change when it comes to that. And we'll see if they can keep it up. What are you seeing differently with this team? Because they are they are finally putting the, the, the ball on the bat, and they're playing great defense. And shout out to the pitching as well. The pitching has been great for this team recently. 517-355-WKAR, 517-355-9527. We'd love to hear from you guys. And if you call in, leave us a voicemail there. You will hear your voice on tomorrow's current sports. All right, the NBA Finals, folks. Tonight, 9 p.m. in Milwaukee, Phoenix down three games to two after having a two-to-nothing series lead. Um, goodness, man. I, I, I did not think that we would be talking about a, a Suns possible elimination here in game six. You know, uh, looking at how the Milwaukee Bucks had been able to climb themselves out of a, a, a two to nothing series deficit. It's been very impressive. And, and the Suns, uh, they look a bit, they look a bit confused. You know, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton, they have been awesome. Since going down two to nothing, they have been awesome and they have they have really stepped up. Chris Paul has been relatively in ghost recon protocol. Have not seen Chris Paul really have a profound impact on this series with the exception of those first two games. The Suns do not have an answer for Giannis down low. They seem to frustrate Chris Middleton a bit in that last game. You know, I really liked uh, how, how Jay Crowder played Chris Middleton in that last game, but, but still Giannis was, was able to go off. Drew Holiday has stepped up and made one of the biggest plays of the series in that last game with the big time steal. Then he goes down the court and finds Giannis for that big-time alley-oops upside your head with LeBron James riding courtside. (laughs) And Giannis has had two of the biggest plays of the finals. Two plays that will be replayed in finals lore. You know, that big block on DeAndre Ayton, which really shifted things, right? 
And then, of course, uh, as I mentioned, the uh, the alley oop from the fingertips of Drew Holiday. But but how have the Bucks been able to do this? My goodness! Again, I mentioned Giannis. I mentioned you know other other pieces like Chris Middleton and and and, and you know uh, Drew Holiday, right? But check this: a few numbers that that I dug up from the Ringer, plus thirty four. The Suns are winning the battle of the starting lineups by a fair margin. Phoenix's starting five has a plus 34 point differential in 101 minutes in this series. But in 139 minutes, with all other lineup configurations, the Suns have a minus 41 point differential. Yeah. So the starters are coming out and and they're they're getting leads, but when you when you put the bench in there, things are going off the rails. Minus 41 with any other lineup other than the starting lineup than the Phoenix Suns. And then losing Dario Saric, you know, to a torn ACL early in game 1, that hurts because he had the best net rating of any Sun in the regular season. And then, you know, lineups with Devin Booker off the floor, that's the thing, man. When you have a superstar like Devin Booker, <clears throat> it's like, okay, when he's not playing or if he's in foul trouble, be, you know, and, 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 and his, his minutes have to be limited, it's like, who do you go to? And we've seen the Suns have problems with this. And Chris Paul ideally would be your guy there, right? But Chris Paul just hasn't been that guy. After game two, it's like, where is he? With Devin Booker off the floor, in the regular season, the Suns, they played pretty well without Booker, as long as CP3 played well. But in the finals, they've lost the 40 minutes with Paul and no Booker by a whopping 37 points. That's nearly a point a minute. Yeah. So the obvious solution here is that the Sun starters have to play more. You can't go to the bench too much. And you got to make sure that that Devin Booker, who has played more than 40 minutes three times already this series, you wonder how tired he's getting, including 42 minutes in game five. You don't have a healthy backup center. DeAndre Ayton played 45 minutes in game five. That's the most for a center in a finals game. You got to go all the way back to 2010 when Paul Gasol did that. So, glaring. Another number, 29. Well, the Suns' offense looks fine overall, um, but the team scores at a prolific clip. It's, you know, it's not doing so the same way it did all regular season, though. So they they bring up the number 29. It reads, with Paul manning the point, the Suns rank among the league's best teams in creating scoring scoring opportunities off-ball movement. In the regular season, they averaged 50 potential assists per game, second most in the league. The Suns were right in line with President in Game 1 with 53 potential assists, only to see that figure drop with every successive game down to just 29, that's where that na- that number comes from, down to just 29 assists in Game 5, the team's lowest in any game all season. Mm. So, you, so you see the problem here. 
right? Yeah, not not sharing the ball, not getting much from the bench. Um, Giannis and Chris being able to go off at any given moment of the game, with the exception for Chris Middleton, that last game I thought he was kept in check for the most part. So, so you see this, and and, and another number I want to I want to bring up to you guys before I um I hit this final break is thirty one point five. When the Suns keep the Bucks out of transition and force a miss in the half court, make them play half court offense, they're still not in the clear. Milwaukee is rebounding 31.5% of its misses in the finals. That's a mark that would have led the league in the regular season. So these second chance opportunities, you know, um, Aiton and company, mostly kept Milwaukee off the offensive glass in game one, but they have not done that since. And the, and the Bucks' point totals have increased since that game one. The Bucks have 68 offensive rebounds in this series to the Suns' 36. I'll say that again. 68 offensive rebounds to the Suns' 36. Wow. Just like in fast break points nearly doubling that of Phoenix's total. So the Bucks are dominating the offensive boards. They're getting out in transition, and they are wreaking havoc. That's been like the theme of this week, wreaking havoc, how COVID's wreaking havoc on the Tokyo Olympics and how the Milwaukee Bucks are wreaking havoc on the, <laughs> the Phoenix Suns. With that being said, what happens tonight? Desperation mode. I, I believe that desperation can 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 really make you throw out the numbers, make you throw out all the stats, make you throw out all of the the trends throughout a series. Because Phoenix is in desperation mode. Chris Paul specifically. You know, uh, that's been like the, that was the big storyline entering the series. Chris Paul, throughout his illustrious NBA career, this is his first opportunity to get a ring in 16 seasons. I feel like he is such a competitor. He is such a savvy player. He knows what his team must accomplish here, and he is going to have his troops ready for tonight, despite being in enemy territory in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Despite seeing all those fans go crazy inside of that arena and outside in the Deer District, I just have a feeling that the Suns are going to come out fully focused and they are going to find a way to push this thing to a Game 7. I'm going Suns tonight. And then we get to bask in the two greatest words in all of sports, Game 7. If they return home for that game seven, anything can happen, folks. What say you? 517-355-WKAR, 517-355-9527. Go to Facebook.com slash WKAR News. Leave us a comment anywhere there on our Facebook page and tweet us. Tweet me directly at Al Martin WKAR or tweet the show at WKAR News. When we come back, we'll put a bow on today's current sports as I touch upon the latest happenings 
on COVID in Tokyo. We'll be right back. All right, folks, welcome back to WKAR's Current Sports. We have been following here on Current Sports all of the news coming out of Tokyo, Japan, as we are now just days away from the opening ceremony. This Saturday, well, excuse me, this Friday night, Friday at 7.30 p.m. is when the uh, the opening ceremony will be broadcast to us all. But, you know, the, the already troubled Tokyo games have been already overshadowed by the pandemic you know uh just just bad luck right now you know what uh, a poll was done out in tokyo and check this eight in ten tokyo residents believe that the games should not happen this year due to covid19 cases steadily going up again eight in ten tokyo residents believe that and then you talk about sponsorships. And check this. When it, when it comes to sponsors, Toyota, major car dealer, Toyota has pulled all of its ads from Tokyo televisions. Just Tokyo televisions. They are allowing Toyota ads to still be broadcast in other parts of the world, like these United States of America. But they have pulled, Toyota has pulled its ads from Japan trying to send a message. So, and, and again, Toyota, that's the biggest car company in Japan. And, and it's pulling its domestic television advertisements for the duration of the games. Wow. That, that's wild, right? Pretty wild. And then, of course, the team who is an alternate member of the United States women's gymnastics team testing positive for COVID. And then you had a Japanese musician who composed some of the score for Friday's opening ceremony. He resigned after coming under fire for his past history as a bully. I mean, there is so much drama surrounding these Tokyo Olympics. You know, they, they already won't have spectators because of COVID-19. Uh, there's just there, there's just so much going on. And, you know, I, I mentioned, you know, Coco Golf, who has had to withdraw because of COVID-19 as well. Um, it's just wild, man. And, and it, it's very, very discouraging. You know, uh, Shakiri Richardson, you know, and the whole, and the whole marijuana situation with her. Uh, th- there have been just so many negative headlines. It's hard to find a positive headline coming out of Tokyo. And, and, I, and I just get worried, man, because I, I just sit here and I just, you know, I think we have become so relaxed right now because we had a full year and some change without being to, you know, being able to to gather with loved ones, to to move and groove like we're used to doing, you know, working from home. Uh, it, it's been stressful. And now with vaccines here in America, you know, everything has opened up, but now we're seeing the Delta variant infect people with the vaccine shots in their bodies. You know, it, it's, we, we have become so relaxed, like this thing doesn't exist anymore. But you see what's happening out in Tokyo. It's a sober reminder, and not just Tokyo, but here in America too. 
with numbers going up and, and deaths starting to increase now, it's a sobering reminder that COVID isn't done with us yet, despite what many of us think. And personally, I, I, I wouldn't have the Olympics. I'm sorry. That's just how I feel right now. With, with all of the negativity surrounded around the games, with, with, a, with a big-time sponsor like Toyota pulling out, with negative story after negative story, you know, and, and, and big-time stars withdrawing by the day now because of COVID, it's, it's become a big of a hassle, a huge hassle. Huge, huge hassle. And, um, yeah, if you can't do it safely, I say don't do it at all. That's just how I feel, though. On tomorrow's current sports, uh, we will recap game six of the NBA Finals. We'll, 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 we'll dive deep into that. We'll continue to bring you news coming out of Tokyo, Japan, that and so much more. But we are out of time today, folks. I want you all to be smart, be safe, and be easy, people. Be easy, people.